0: JT, man, how are you?
1: I'm great, man. How are you?
0: I'm I'm fantastic. Anytime I'm on the right side of the dirt, I'm feeling pretty darn good about myself. That's for darn darn sure. Well, hey. Here we are, breaking business barriers, episode number 92. And I can't wait to introduce our, our guest. Talk about an adventurer at heart, and I mean that, and he, he will tell you a little bit more about his business that he's owned since, I think, 1994, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and he's been in the business of, of really showing people what the world is all about, literally the world, and I think I think it's pretty cool. He's lived and breathed, breathed it most of his life, born and raised in California. But let's let's uh, say thank you to our previous guest, Doug Stamen. Great business owner, he like Dan had to pivot in 2020 with uh, that something called COVID. Uh, Doug Stamen, owner of In Your Face Apparel. If you didn't hear it, you can always jump on to your favorite podca- podcast platform and/or go to YouTube and check it check it out. Dan, thanks for joining uh, both JT and myself. How are you doing? i are doing great, and thanks for having me. I was
2: excited when you invited me. We met, what, it's been a little over a year ago, I guess, and we talked about it then. So, great to see it kind of come to fruition.
0: We did, and and we met on our way to prison, and I've, I've <laughs> mentioned that that adventure that both you and I took together. It right. was an eye-opening experience, no, no doubt about it, but we met some fabulous people, some of which have been guests, including you now, on Breaking Business Barriers. All right, so, born and raised in California. You find yourself, well, I know it's it's a beautiful state. Where's home today? So I'm in Billings, Montana.
2: Loving it? Yeah, I do, I like it a lot. It's a great place to, it's been a great place to raise my family. And uh, you know, our business we could, nowadays with the internet, pretty much be based anywhere in the world. And uh, Montana's been just a really good home base
0: for us. It's a, it's a beautiful state. And for those that don't know, visit just like uh, my home state of South Dakota, spectacular place to visit and different things to see great people all, all of that well dan how about how about uh, first and foremost where can our listeners find you on social media
2: oh gosh pretty much everywhere uh um instagram AustinAdventures.com, or excuse me austin adventures uh facebook austin adventures you know all, all the usual haunts so just uh you know google austin adventures and you'll find us everywhere
0: Yep, the web page bounces up all the way to LinkedIn and and then all the other socials. Yep. So that that's pretty cool. So Dan, how about how about telling our folks a little bit about your bio from how you got into what you're doing today? And you, now you've been doing it for for a better part of well, 26 years, I guess, if my math is. been isn't. a while. Yeah. yeah I mean, it seems like I've
2: always been drawn to hosting people on adventures even when I was a kid I mean literally I wasn't getting paid for it but I remember even growing up in California you know I'd take buddies out to to one of the lakes fishing or or uh, hiking or whatever and then I uh, as soon as I got out of high school I moved up to Alaska it took me two years to get there but I moved up to Alaska um, started a little rafting company did a little bit of a lot of fish guiding and stuff it wasn't my job but again it, everybody wanted to come visit me in Alaska. And so when I had an opportunity, and we'll share a little bit more about that in a, in a bit. But when I had an opportunity to get into this business, it just seemed like a really natural fit. And now I get paid for it. So now I can still host people. And you know, if you come visit me in Montana, um, I will uh, I'll host you, but I'll also charge you. Not <laughs> no, kidding. I still I still host a lot of friends and family in Montana here. But uh, uh, it's just been a great way. It's my second career. My first career was construction. I owned a, a large construction company in Alaska and did work all over the world. So logistically, that was my strong suit. We could go into the Azores or into uh, Guam or anywhere in the world, do uh, military projects. So it was just kind of a natural fit when we st- when I got into this business to, to handle the logistical part of it.
0: So the, the journey of being an entrepreneur, you started pretty much out of the gate, really. I did. Right. Yeah. What was, yeah, I think I had,
2: I don't know. I think my first construction company was back in, I should date myself here back in 75, 76. And I think at that time I had 70 or 80 guys working for me. So I've, I've always been, I've, I've only worked one stint for anyone else. And that was just a few years.
0: Can you imagine, can you imagine doing that today? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Now what, you know, I mean, some, you know, people, on our on our show, they're either really out of the gate as an entrepreneur, or business owner, or they're making that thought of making that transition from W two. What led? What was the? You know, was it the family that you you know you learned about being an entrepreneur? Or was it just in your blood from the get go? I
2: think it was definitely in my blood uh, from the get go. I mean, even in high school, I was building fences or patios or doing whatever I could. Um, while all my buddies were working at McDonald's or pizza parlors, I, I had a pickup truck and some tools and was, like I say, building fences or remodeling, doing whatever I could. I've just always enjoyed the, um, you know, that, that, that flexibility or that sense, sense of ownership with doing my own thing. Um, the, the, the stint working for somebody else was probably some of the best learning. Um, learned a lot of what I don't want to do and what I, you know, taking orders from somebody else was, was challenging. So
1: I've always literally gravitated towards, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, being the boss. So Dan, would you say that when you did that stint uh, working for another company, did you, would you say that it was more desire to be an entrepreneur that, that, that caused you to go out and do your own thing? Or would you say it was uh, a distaste for, <laughs> for working for somebody else?
2: I, I don't know if it was a distaste because it, I, I actually enjoyed it because I learned a lot. I was working with some really smart people, so I did learn a lot. Um, but it was, I was definitely pulled back to doing my own thing. I mean, it really was hard for me to, I don't mind working. So I was still working 10, 12 hours a day, even when I was working for somebody else, but it was just being able to call the shots, being able to, to really determine my own destiny.
1: That's, that's impressive that you did it so early because, uh, you know, I kind of had a desire to leave the uh, corporate world uh, a long time before I actually did. So kudos to you for, (laughs) for making that happen so young.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's worked out well. It's it, especially the last, well, I guess now again, I'm dating myself. The, the time when my kids were young is when I really enjoyed it the most because I could really focus on them and take, I didn't have to punch time clock. If I, you know, if I worked after they went to bed eight to midnight or whatever, it was, it all, it all worked out, but it let me allowed me to not punch a time clock and, and spend a lot of time with my kids
1: growing up. Now that they're into their, Late twenties, early thirties. It, it's really made a difference. I can relate to that because yesterday, at MLK Day, my my two boys were home, and I said, "You know what, guys? I'm working from home today because I don't like being far away when y'all are when y'all are home." So, right? <laughs> yeah, my
2: first my first uh, adventure company was in my basement, and I literally I, it all revolved around when the kids came home. from from uh, from school and and you know I always enjoyed being there and and uh, you know throwing some cookies in the oven for them and all that corny stuff.
1: You're in great company because a lot of great companies were founded in basements and garages, <laughs> right?
0: No, no doubt it. No doubt about that. Dan, do you have any advice for someone that may be a business owner today, or aspiring to? make that leap of faith or maybe a little side hustle. Do you have any advice for our listeners and keep in mind, our listeners are from literally high school. It's amazing how many high school and college kids are listening to breaking business barriers all, all the way to someone. Maybe I'm done with corporate America. I'm thinking about being done but I'm scared to death. Do you have any advice for them?
2: Well, I think that this, the, the scared to death part of it's not a bad thing, right? That kind of keeps you on the, on the, on the tracks, but, um, you know, I, I look at every single uh, all diversity as an equal or greater advantage. So, you know, when you start out on your own, you're gonna make mistakes. There's no, you're gonna make the wrong call. You're gonna, you're gonna, you know, uh, get in over your head. You're gonna, all these things that can go wrong, will go wrong, but every one of them is an opportunity to learn and improve and, and, do, and hone your craft, hone your skills, uh, build your business and make it better based on those mistakes. I and mean, if we didn't make any mistakes, I don't think we'd learn anything. I think it would just be, you know, boy, a it'd be boring. Um, but I also think that that's key to the whole entrepreneurial drive is what you do when you make those mistakes.
0: Yeah, mistakes are uh, great teachers.
2: They are, for, as long as they certain. don't kill you.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, the,
2: the key is, you know, and, and some, frankly, sometimes they do.
0: Yep, that, that's for sure. Did you have a? Do you have a mentor that you can, uh, or someone that you can soundboard? you know you have a mistake or something just you know punched you in the chin is there is there someone that you can pick you up You know it's phone? funny I
2: I've, I've had the same mentor for oh gosh probably close to 20 years now and it's it, he his focus or at least just how we kind of grew up or uh, gravitated it's not so much on the business side of things it's on how to be a well-grounded human right how to be you know the, how to be a good person how to and cuz all that trickles down and equates to your business and how you deal with your customers, how you deal with your employees. So, where I really found uh, a great um, uh, support is in that, how do you be a better person? How do you be a better, you know, individual, care about others and and do the right thing? So, that, that kind of has been my mentorship. On the business side of things, actually very little. I have had to learn a lot by mistakes.
0: That's interesting you say that. And I think each one of us has someone that we can maybe pick up that phone or walk across the room. It might be a spouse or it might be a, a, yep. the best buddy that you can share. Maybe air air some grievances or just, you know, take the weight of the world off, off their shoulders. It, well, every- it's funny. I
2: always joke that it seems like most of the mentors I know, what they get really good at is going is listening and then going, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so, so basically, it just allows you a sounding board, something to let your thoughts out, right? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, you typically, you know, that, you know, what's right, you know, what's wrong or the answers or what you want to do better than anybody. Cause nobody knows the full story,
1: I, but I, being able to just vent that is key. I love that concept of, you know, in order to get better at business work on your personal life. <laughs> I, right. uh, I tried a, a coach recently that, uh, you know, I explained that I was working too much and that, uh, you know, I needed to get better balance mm-hmm. and, i uh, not going to say any names, but they told me to start making more calls and smiling for dollars. And I said, no, that's the opposite of what I need right now. I need a, you know, better, a better balance. So uh, I love that point that, you know, work on your personal life and your perspective, I think to, um, to do better in business. So.
2: Yeah, you need that balance. I mean, you really do. And fortunately in the adventure travel world, I mean, I could go on vacation with my family to, you know, Peru, and
0: call it work. So it's I had a little bit of an advantage there. Well, you're doing what you love, and right. when you love what you do, as, as we've seen that all so many times, you probably are exactly the the uh, the advertisement for that. You know,
2: right? Yeah, and it, I mean, it's been a
0: really good way.
2: Um, I've traveled the world with my kids and my wife. And so actually it has been an excellent, uh, like I say, this is my second career and I literally got into this and stayed into this because in the construction industry, it was always me going out and doing my thing. And I was, I'd be gone for months and I, you know, it just wasn't, my kids were really young, two and four And I just did not see a future that I was looking for that I wanted to be more actively involved in in my kids as they grew up. So, um, I mean, literally when my kids were, you know, young, six, eight years old, I'd take them to South America for six, eight weeks and watched. I watched what it did to make them better individuals as well. So it was really quite rewarding. Not quite as financially rewarding, but you know what? That's not always it.
0: JT?
1: Dan, can you tell me more about uh, your business? Just the logistics of how people find you, and, and what you know, kind of services you offer, and just just how. Sure. That works.
2: So we're considered a tour operator, which a lot of people get us confused with, like a travel agent. Um, travel agents actually come to us, but we're a tour operator. Um, we're all we're, we are on all seven continents, so we have tours all over the world. And what we do is we build an itinerary. Um, Jared did come to us and he'd say, hey, I want to do, I, I've always wanted to go to see Machu Picchu. And, you know, so we would build an itinerary and then those guides would be our employees. We'd have guides, vehicles, pick you up at the airport, uh, take you from point A to point B, show you the, the, um, the sites, educate you, share with you what you're seeing, why you're seeing it, talk a lot about the local culture. Um, and you can do that, again, anywhere in the world. We have scheduled departures where you can just join. If you and your family want to, you know, take your kids or young and you want to go to Yellowstone, we have trips to Yellowstone every week all summer long. And you can join others or you can do it privately. But the the, the logistics part of it is really what we do. That and the guides. I think the two most important
1: uh, important thing. You just show up, we take care of everything. That's awesome. Well, I would love to, uh, to plan some kind of a trip. Uh, Using you know using you guys. Uh, One question: um, You mentioned Yellowstone. uh, Has the TV show Yellowstone driven uh, tourism? Has it caused tourism to spike in your area?
2: You know, it's um, it's absolutely exploding, and I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Every time a movie or a show comes out like Yellowstone, yes, people see how amazing it is; they want to see it. Um, But also, you know, COVID has been. Really interesting because people want to get out more so than ever. What we do is we take you out into the backcountry. We take you out on the trails. I mean, what better social distancing than being three miles into the back country with, you know, with your family, right? So we saw Yellowstone set records for Yellowstone, for example, set records this year uh, for attendance. Wow. First couple of months when nobody knew what to expect, it was, it was, a, it was um, uh, a ghost town. But then all of a sudden there the pent up demand, people wanted to get out and they realized they, you know, hey, wait a minute, getting out into nature and getting out into the country, way better than going to New York City or Chicago or Boston, right? So literally um, we saw, and we actually ran trips in the park uh, this year, which a lot of people didn't do, uh, not without its challenges, but what we saw was that a lot of people just wanting to get out, RVs and stuff were hard to come by. Everybody wanted to go out and buy an RV. Everybody wanted to go out and buy a boat. Um, literally we saw a uh, high demand for all of that. So I think that had
1: a, a big part of it as well. I can really relate to that because uh, I, I told you my wife's a big traveler and she's just taking us all over the world. And there are a lot of amazing places here in the States that we've never visited because we're trying to go you know, outside and maybe that's a silver silver lining of uh you know this past year as it's caused people to become tourists in their own their own native land absolutely we heard that you know day in and day out that you know our
2: our trip to italy our annual trip to italy got got canceled but we got to do something and so we saw we saw some pretty good numbers 2021 is ridiculous uh with with bookings now people are just the demand is clearly there they want to get out they believe COVID's behind us and they're they're really wanting to get out, you know, t- as soon as they can. So it yeah. should be interesting to see how it shakes out.
0: Dan, before we get into really the theme of our show is is that fork in the road, which you've already somewhat touched on, but you took it you took a major challenge and turned it in, in into an opportunity. But I've got to ask you, this is on my mind. What's the coolest experience that you've ever had personally? At least you've been all over the globe. What's the what's the one that maybe ranks 1A, maybe there's a 1B? You know, I mean, that's a, that's a tough question because I,
2: I, I am blessed, I'm fortunate and very thankful for the, the life I've been able to live because I have done, I, I, people tease me. I can say, you know, well, last week I was, you know, diving for sharks yeah. off the course, coast of Bora Bora or I was surfing down in Costa Rica or I was ash boarding on a volcano in Nicaragua. And it always, you know, it sounds sexy, right? So I can really play that up if I want to. But, uh, you know, to me, like you said a minute ago, Brent, right here at home, we have so much to offer. I, I has, uh, was fortunate to climb the Grand Teton with my daughter here a few years ago, and it was phenomenal. I mean, I, first of all, it was a, quite a challenge for me. So I'm getting a little older and didn't think I'd make it, and I was able to climb the Grand Teton Summit the Tetons and spend the time with my daughter. Um, that, was a, that was life-changing for me. That was, that was amazing. I totally enjoyed that.
0: Well, I've seen some uh, backyard pictures of, of yours and it is, uh, I'd go hang out there and maybe have a cook a steak with you or something like that. But let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about how you took that fork in the road and, and saw the business opportunity and, and doubled down or went all in. Well, I'm going to keep
2: it relevant to what to, to today, to what we're talking about now. And uh, I could go back to when I made the decision to get into uh, to. to into travel and tourism, out of construction, but even more recently. So last March, um, when we really started seeing what was happening around the world with COVID, I had I had guests uh, travelers in India, I had travelers in in uh, Southeast Asia. We we're we were, you know trying to get everybody gathered up, get everybody home, trying to understand what was going on. A lot of tour operators were were basically shuttering, uh, not necessarily going out of business, but literally just you know laying all their staff off 75 80 percent of their staff laying them off um and and sticking their heads in the sand for lack of a better way to put it And i pulled my team together and we just made the decision that you know this is either going to you know kill us or it's going to define us and so we set a course a very planned course to actually have it define us Uh, we created a communication strategy where we were going to communicate with our guests Quit, quit all the, the fancy, glossy advertising and all the, you know, marketing emails and just really set a, a course of, you know, good, honest communication. Hey, we don't know what's going on, but, you know, and then uh, uh, look to embrace the travel agent community because they were having hard times. We agreed to run what trips we could um, and and with COVID protocols and allow people to either cancel or or join really whatever was it what, they um, whatever they had the the stomach for. And uh, it's turned out to be amazing. I mean, literally, we've gained significant market share. The feedback we've gotten from both customers that knew us and those that didn't know us from the industry um, has been really humbling. I mean, really, we were one of the few that said, you know, yeah, it's bad. It's really bad out there. But It's gonna, you know, things are gonna come back. People are gonna travel. It's in our DNA, we have to travel. So we wanna make sure we're prepared to do that. I actually took advantage of it. And, um, you know, I've always struggled finding good help and was able to find, with all the layoffs, I've picked up a half dozen new staff from all around the country. With Zoom, we used to want everybody based in our office here in Montana. And with Zoom, I now have a, a guy in Vermont, another person down in Colorado, another person in new jersey that i've hired from our competition um so literally i i I think i you know we did as best we could Uh, my favorite saying is behind every adversity there's an equal or greater advantage you just got to be you know willing and look and look for it so i think that was really the the, kind of the fork in the road we back in march we just said you know what we're gonna we're gonna come out of this stronger
0: that is that is awesome. There are a whole host of nuggets right there, just in uh what you and your team did with uh, you know that uh, that fork in the road with that great big oak tree right in front of you, and you could either go left or right and you guys uh you plow you plowed right through. That's what I, was say, I think
2: we plowed right through the middle of it,
0: right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. Ex-
2: I mean it and it was scary. You know, we talked about that a few minutes ago. I mean, it, it was scary. We you know, where's the money gonna come from? Well, there was a couple of weeks there when I, we made the decision, if somebody wanted their money back, we were giving it to them. And a lot of tour operators didn't and they ended up in lawsuits. We, uh, we just kind of made the decision that the only policy was no policy. If you're not comfortable, we'd love you to you know extend your plan on kicking it the can down the road and traveling this year or next year um, but if, you know, if you're uncomfortable and you want your money back, we're just going to give it to you. So there's a few weeks there I was writing more checks than I, it was, you know, it was wondering how long that the, the account was going to, I was going to be able to withstand that and it worked out fine, but it was a little spooky at times.
0: Had, had to be very difficult, but you, you just gained a whole bunch in, of uh, clients for life doing something like that. Yeah, I
2: think respect is the word. I mean, I think we really took a human approach, right? I mean, literally, I put myself out there. I I was trying to literally, you know, going into 2020, I was trying to slow down a little bit. And then when this came up, we just decided, you know what, we're going we're gonna to double down. And I made myself available. Every single person got my cell phone number. They got my email. They said, you know, if you want to talk about whatever's going on. And I just made myself available to uh, everybody we came in contact with. And again, I think we gained
1: a lot of respect for doing that. Dan, I love that mentality of, um, you know, just, just the way you pivoted that, you know, you didn't lay down and say, well, gosh, our, you know, everything's going to crash down. You said, how do we, you know, switch gears and actually ride this thing and, and, you know, continue to do well it reminds me of the, uh, Warren Buffett quote, you know, buy when other people are selling and sell when other people are buying. So I agree.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up <clears throat> this episode of Breaking Business Barriers, excuse me, tell us something that's going to crack us up. Some something that's going to make us <laughs> giggle. You know, well, Yeah, you know,
2: that, that's a tough one. But I, I think that the the uh, I don't know if it's a funny story, but one of my, my that is how I got into this business is I was in construction, I owned a construction company, and my wife talked me into going on one of these trips with with, with a company. <clears throat> And I swore I would hate it. I told her, I, there's no way I'm going on a group tour with a bunch of people that I don't know. And they're going to tell me what to eat, and where to sit, and where we're staying. And it's all going to be organized. Um, and I got the pressure from my wife to go on the trip. It was down to the Grand Tetons. I was We were biking and hiking and horseback riding and rafting. And it was the best week of my life. I didn't have to make a single decision. Um, I got a flat tire on my bike and some kid came up, fixed it, put me back on the bike and off I went. Um, and so I ended up uh, uh, just amazed that I enjoyed it as much as I did. And I actually, if you remember, it's been decades, but remember the uh, the old Bick shaver guy that liked the shaver so much he bought the company. That's how I got into it. I ended up buying that company. Um, I went back and approached them to, to see if they if they were interested in selling and they, perfect timing, they, they were, young couple, they were. And so I was, in, me and a couple other guys bought that company and that was my start. So I, I liked it so much. I bought the company.
0: That's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and, you, and you love it even more today. Well, well, Dan, it's been a pleasure to have you join uh, both Jared and myself on on Breaking Business Barriers. What, what, a, what a fun story <clears throat> to hear and, <clears throat> excuse me, all, all the fun things that you get to provide for others. And, and, and
2: I think that's probably the most rewarding part about it is we, we provide life-changing experiences. We're not selling aluminum siding, right? So it really, that's what probably keeps me going. But, you know, I appreciate you guys having us, ha- having me on today. It's been kind of fun. Um, like I say, I don't do this often, and it, it's kind of neat to get out there and t- t- tell the story.
0: Well, let's check out. Uh, we encourage you, if you even have the slightest inkling of doing any sort of travel, whether it's in the United States or across the globe, Austin adventures has just go to their website there's a lot of cool stuff on there i mean i paged through it for for a better part of an hour just looking at stuff and that's after i met you dan actually and and it's 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 really it's really cool well
2: yeah. we'll have to get jared and his family on the trip and then he'll come back
0: on and tell you all about it i'm
1: sold man uh and i would encourage everyone to go to your website as well you know i'm i tend to be kind of a work workaholic and um like i said my wife um uh, sees to it that we travel. And I'm just so glad that she does, man. That's, I mean, you know, my best, you know, some of my best memories of my entire life are, you know, in different locations, you know, where I'm with my family and change of scenery and learning more about the world and learning more about different people and ways of life. Um, so I'm just a, just a huge travel fan. And uh, well, and that. I think
2: what's amazing those, those, uh, those memories you're creating will mean so much to your family. But as well as you, and they'll, they'll far outlast the latest iPad or iPhone or whatever. So, I mean, that's what I like about it.
1: Absolutely,
0: no, no doubt about it. And Dan, we will have to do some pheasant hunting up at Duhame Farms in South Dakota. We'll we'll try to arrange that at one time, and that'll that'll certainly be on us. So we'll be able to do <laughs> All that. Right, guys. But, but thanks but, again for having me today. Yeah, Dan Austin, owner and lover of travels, Austin Adventures. This is uh, Brent Duhame and Jared Ty signing off. And as we always do, it is uh, upward and onward. Charge hard. See y'all.
2: Thanks, guys.